What's up, what's up everybody, APNRs, episode 2, welcome aboard and I hope everyone is having an absolutely beautiful day and a great Thursday. Yes, I am recording this on Thursday night inside my brother's bedroom. So first things first, before we get into anything else, I just want to say a massive thank you to everybody who has been looking out for the podcast, who was keen to have a look at it and it's been absolutely remarkable, I truly appreciate it and I'm grateful for everybody that decided to look on board and have a look. So thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. It really does mean the world to me, and I truly do appreciate it uh, from the bottom of my heart. I really do. Um, I don't show much emotion um, in front of individuals. It's rare for me to, to, to do it in front of friends as well. Um, so when somebody gives me kind words, I, I, I do appreciate it. I may not show it a crazy amount, but I, do, I really do appreciate it. So first of all, Let's get into this podcast, all right? Um, we're fresh off the debut. Now, one of the first things that I like to really do before anything is to really analyze my performance in the last podcast. So one of the things that I feel like I should improve upon um, and what I had done that was positive and that was good. So we always need to start off with the positive. So first thing first, how I felt about my performance in the first podcast. Well, I felt like I was okay. I thought I was all right. I think sometimes people can get a little bit too complimentary to yourself and don't really want to look at the flaws or are afraid to give you constructive feedback. So that's what I'm doing here today, right in front of you guys, right in front of an audience, which I think is perfectly fine. So the positives we can start off with first is it was raw. It was genuine. It was authentic. That's something that I've always wanted to bring to podcasting, which a lot of people do and do claim that they bring to the podcasting game, but it was something that I did. I wanted to really bring to myself and bring a different character and bring a different individual on board that's completely different to what I usually am and even in person uh, because contextually the, the, the time isn't there for me to present these type of discussions. So it's difficult for me to do that when there is a moment in times where it isn't there for me. Um, so it's that's one of the most difficult things I feel like I have with a lot of individuals is that I want to try and get deep conversation going and I want to try and cut the surface level BS out because surface level is boring, but I don't think people are generally willing to engage in surface in deep conversation because either first of all, it, they don't want to, um, two, or they're afraid or three, they're not one of those type of individuals, which is perfectly fine as well to each his own. So that's one part about it. Another positive I would say is passion. Passion was there. I wanted, you know, passion is something that's important to me. I feel like if you don't inflict a passion into conversation, people aren't going to understand or feel like there is a genuine approach to conversation. And that's important as well that I really wanted to bring along to podcasting and to all of you guys out there. That's important as well. Three, the final one I'm going to say is... a semi-philosophical approach. The semi-philosophical approach is something I've always wanted to kind of look into as well. However, I was afraid to put the trigger because people would always want to claim that stuff isn't that deep or you're reaching or you're finding something that's not there. I've always been afraid of people claiming something like that and not willing to listen to what I want to hear. But that's something that i got to stop doing as well as an individual. So... Let's look at the negatives now. Something that didn't go wrong. I feel like the profanity was a little bit excessive and over the top. Some profanity here and there is perfectly fine, but all the time, 
every 10 sentences, unnecessary. It's not, it's not needed. Profanity is fine, and I've got no issue with profanity at all, as you could tell from my first podcast. However, I didn't want to make it about swearing. Swearing isn't the, the case point to convincing any type of argument, right? Now, people will, say, people will justify the saying, that's you. No, it's not. Me, swearing is a part of me. However, to use it excessively as I did because I was nervous or not prepared is not right either. That's not cool. So another thing as well is more preparation. Create a transcript, get better audio going, find a better location to do these podcasts in so you guys are able to elaborate and understand what I could do a little bit more. So that's number two. Final one I will say is proper research before I even go into the podcast. So being able to research, being able to get some information for you guys so you guys can actually take something away from what I'm saying instead of just hearing me talk and then just leaving. Because what I noticed inside the the Spotify statistics for podcasting is that a lot of individuals tuned out about that the halfway point and didn't really care from that point on. That's something I do not want to do. I want you guys to be able to complete that whole damn thing and feel the enthralling intrigueness behind what I say and what I do. I want to get better and better every single podcast for you guys because I don't want to disappoint anybody, including myself, which is going to lead into now the conversation and point about competition. Competition is important. Competition is healthy. It's important to have competitive nature. However, your ability to be competitive comes down and it should come down to you as an individual and not come down to external factors. Let me give an example. On Wednesday, I put up an IG story and I'm not going to name names here and I'm not coming on here to embarrass individuals or make people feel bad because that's completely unnecessary and not cool on my behalf either. And I get that and I respect that. So I'm not going to name names here. However, I put up something saying, you got to do this half marathon. And I was like, okay, cool. Like it was just for a banterous joke between me and a friend or an acquaintance, if they consider me an acquaintance. And an individual went into my DMs who's excellent and who is a terrific individual, and I've got nothing but respect for this individual, said, am I going to do the half marathon? And I said, yeah, yeah, of course, I'm going to do the half marathon if I don't get injured uh, in this process and or anything like that. So she messaged me back saying, game on. Now... People would say in retrospect or in idea, it's just a joke. I didn't take it that way. I took it as a joke. I took it as banter uh, as banter and just a bit of fun. But I had to reply back to this message as well and say, hey, I'm not here to compete. <laughs> I'm not here to, to try and beat you and demolish you down. I'm here for myself. And that's all I'm here for. I'm here to compete with myself, and that's it, nothing else. I'm not here to try and put you on a hit list and say, okay, i got to beat you. Hell no. This is my first half marathon, and it's probably going to be my final one as well. I'm not into running. It's something I just generally am not a fan of, but it was something on my bucket list I wanted to tick off by the age of 25 years old, was to at least one run half, one half marathon. Now... People will say, why don't you just do that half marathon yourself? Why do you need competition? You're right. But it was a moment that I wanted to really embrace with other people as well. It was a bucket list moment that I wanted to see multiple individuals 
Barry can go AP, go AP, go AP, go AP, go AP in stands or in the crowd. And then to be able to embrace that once they hit that 21.1 kilometer finish line, that's special. That's something that you cherish, which is something that I talked about in my last podcast is about you know embracing those moments because that's the only thing that we can take with us when we die is moments in time. And that's literally it. Those things are free. Moments in time are free. You don't have to pay for moments in time. You could say that you can pay for the stuff that revolves around those moments in time, stuff like restaurants, having to pay the bill, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But don't think of it that way because you can create moments for free with strangers and other individuals. Anyway, getting back to my point, the half marathon was a goal for me. It wasn't to go out there and show anybody or anything that I needed validation. I didn't need anybody's validation even before I even started or even considered a challenge like this. I just wanted to go out there and have some fun and enjoy it. I don't have expectations for this. I have none. I used to have expectations for stuff like half marathons. Not anymore. Nah, nah, what's the point? What's the point of having expectations? You gotta be right here in the moment. Don't think about your past and don't think about the future. Just think about what's happening on right now, like I'm what I'm doing with this podcast. Be in the present. Be in the moment. And then that competition comes on the day where you have to face yourself, not anybody else. I'm not thinking about that individual that DM'd me on the Instagram. I'm not thinking about that individual that's to the right of me that's maybe about two meters in front. I'm not thinking about that individual. No offense to them. No disrespect to them. But I'm not thinking about them. I'm thinking about me and me finishing and going step by step to try and complete this race without having to snap off an Achilles or a calf muscle. (laughs) That's all I'm thinking. That's all I'm thinking. I don't need to think about anything else. I don't need to worry about competing with other people. I used to be like that guy. I used to be like that. I'll tell you guys a good story, a really good story. I used to play basketball and um, I only called it quits maybe about maybe about a month and a half ago, two months now. I finished on the I finished on the high. We won we won our division championship. I was happy. I was really really happy. I hit a very big time game ceiling three pointer. It was almost like the last dance type of vibes. <laughs> uh, didn't do the MJ push up from Byron Russell for that mid range J at the free throw line, but. It felt like almost a bit of a last dance type of vibe, which I absolutely loved. And I thought it was amazing. And it gave me chills to think about. However, one thing that I did not do on that day is I I felt like I was floating on water when I came, when I went on that court. I didn't have the biggest impact in the game, but there was no expectation for me because I knew it was my last one. I didn't, I didn't care. Nothing bothered me. Nothing phased me. The officials didn't phase me. I didn't phase myself. The players and the opposing players and my teammates did not phase me. It was just me and me. And that's literally it. But that's the thing about competition is that you need to just think about yourself. Competing with yourself. Right? If you're relying on external factors to make sure that your competitive drive stays strong and hungry... You probably don't have it in you. You truly don't. 
Now, people will tell me, what about Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant? The Mamba mentality, you know, the Jordan mentality. Those guys made things up to create their own competitive drive, to drive their own fire. If your fire is there, you won't need shit from that outside world. All you will need is just you. You'll see a lot of winners create things up and I and these 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 situations and these and these ideas in their head that people may not even be saying. But it creates a fuel to their fire that they just get get into their head. And it gets into their head and it psychologically plays a game with them, a mind game, a mental warfare with them to create winning. Winners don't think about other people. They just think about themselves. That's why you'll see a lot of these individuals who are massive, massive competitors and obsessive winners, their relationships are down the toilet. They don't have that. So they became kings and queens with barely anything, very barely anything, until their retirement where they had to create these relationships and build on the foundations of relationships to become stronger again with their families and their friends. However, one thing that I I always want to, think about is this idea of don't worry about other people when you're competing you got to remember that people will always talk shit people will always talk smack people will always talk trash or people will be a little bit passive aggressive about their about their about their com- competitive drive and a lot of people think they're competitive they think they're competitive they say they're competitive but they're not do you know what it's really like to compete and be a hungry dog in the pack? You don't know about that. You don't. You don't. You think you do, but you don't. You don't know what it's like to get into the backside of the brain and backside of your head and think about the darkest, darkest things in your life that have happened and really think about the satisfaction of winning. Thinking about that moment, envisioning it and picturing it is powerful. It's strong. And envisioning it in your mind through a constant loop and then looking back on those things that truly, truly brought you into the position today, it's chilling to think about. You see, the reason that my my drive is there and my fire is there and people ask this all the time why do you do the things that you do because I don't want to leave this earth or get out of this earth knowing that I didn't impact people and knowing that as well that Parker name always carries shoulders with me every single time that I do something when you have three disabled brothers and when you have a mom that's pretty much on her own while dad's still at 62 years old still providing the FIFO work for the family. That's powerful. That's no that's noble stuff on the parents. That's sacrifice and your ability to make excuses to be a victim is a disservice to them. When you're the individual in this family that should be being able to carry that emotional weight and that physical weight. You should be the individual that could create the you versus you situation and should be able to play and dominate your mental warfare with your mind and create that competitiveness only to yourself. Always be the humble killer 
not the egotistical fraud. And there's a lot of people that think they're killers, but in reality, they truly are not killers. They, you will not, you will not understand what it's like to be a killer. Winners are obsessive. Winners do not have balance in life. Winners sacrifice relationships. Winners sacrifice their time to make sure they master their craft. Winners always make sure that winning is the number one priority. Winning should be so messed up with your mind that you should be able to think about that all the time. You should be as hungry as any man or any woman in that one singular room. And if people misunderstand you, that is on them. Because the only individual that you need to compete with in life is you. The other individuals are damn placebos. They are just there for the motions, for you to dominate your craft and to dominate your path of life. And that is simply that. That's it. Nothing else. And people will always make sure or assume they understand you. They think they're armchair wrestlers in the degree of psychology when they don't know anything about you. They know nothing about you. You do not know nothing about me. Don't claim to think you know something about me because you don't. Unless you are me, don't think you do know me. Because I want to make sure, and you always got to remember, that I only want to get better for me. And that's it. No one else. I like struggle. like adversity. It's shit for the short term, but it's fun and it's beautifully chaotic in the long term. It's, it's incredible to think about. Winning is beautiful, but winning can also be tragic. Because sometimes with winning, there's a tragic story behind that. Not only a tragic story, but a story so dark and messed up that even making it to these points is straight winning, man. Straight winning. You make it to that part point. And that's what a lot of these athletes are. Once these athletes, especially for NFL and the NBA, when they make it out of the quarter-court hood, that's a win for them. That's winning. When they're one of the top 450 players in the planet of basketball, that's a win for them. That's winning. Who can say that they have played into the NBA? That's a gift. That's a gift. And to say, oh, but they're just more younger. No, they would chop your ass 1v1 easily. Easily. Without hesitation. Don't give me that casual talk. Give me facts. And give me winning. Give me the competitive drive against myself. Not against other people. Other people are too focused on their own goals. And they have that right to be focused on their own goals. And and it's simple as that. Simple as that. Worry about you. And let other people worry about themselves. 
and whatever happens to them. If, if they're going through some troubled times, finding that path to success or their own version of success, let them figure it out. And only the only thing that you can control with them is the ideas of advice, your best wishes, and just making sure that they're okay. Mentally as well, because that's important as well. All right, team, so we're going to take a break right now. All right, I'll be back. All right, we're back, we're back, we're back. What's going on? All right, so we're here for the second half of the podcast now. All right, so let's keep talking. Let's 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 keep progressing and flowing, okay? So what I wanted to talk about today was the idea of uh, the, uh, the, the metaverse, okay? So this metaverse thing has been going around really lately. And, um, you know, at initial sight, I was actually quite, a, quite keen for this metaverse, right? It was intriguing because, you know, I'm into cryptocurrency and I was quite intrigued to see how everything would kind of progress and grow and then you know mom came to me his stuff you know like saying man is starting to develop you know enj starting to get up and sandbox is starting to get up and i'm thinking what the fuck what's going on here like everything's starting to go up and not only it's going up it's rapidly going up it's going crazy on the internet right all these nft coins are just going they're just booming they're going off they're going off like some of them are going at 200 some of them are going at you know 150 you know they're just they're just going through the roof and i'm thinking what the hell is going on what's going on what's going on like why is this happening right now i'm looking at the metaverse advertisement that's been occurring on facebook and mark zuckerberg talking about this metaverse notion and i was like wow wow this could be interesting this could be really really intriguing stuff to see progress and develop into our society Right now, these these NFT coins will be a part of that metaverse. Now, be a huge part of that metaverse, right? Huge part of that metaverse. So, the metaverse basically, the idea of meta means beyond, right? So, it's it's beyond our reality. It's beyond our perception at this point. It's virtual reality, okay? Literal virtual reality. We see it on movies and stuff like that, but it's actually going to happen in our. It's going to happen in our life. It's going to connect now to our true, true, our human reality, right? Now, this is something that I feel now thinking on a secondary thought for the last couple of days is some scary shit. And I'm actually pretty concerned for it, actually, more so than anything. Because you guys remember the film Wally, right? Wally, great film, by the way, great Pixar film. But it basically percepts what the future will be like for the human being and how society is going to differ and change over this long period of time and what the humans are actually going to turn into and what consumerism does to them consumerism changes them into let's call it what it is obese individuals right individuals that are in this utopian world but that utopian world has been a deprivation for the human race 
you know, seeking the idea of, you know, this peaceful, peaceful world that no issues, no dramas ever occur in their life because all they're doing is sitting on their chairs and eating away at them, at, at what the consumers and what the elites present to them. This is reminding me of that part of Wally, right? Now, people will give, now people will say, but it, it, it's not that deep, AP. Like, I mean, why, why would you think of it in that perspective? No, I, I, I think that could be something deeper than what it's actually presenting to us. And you gotta, got to remember, the elites are geniuses at advertising. They're incredible advertisers. They know how to promote, right? They've been in this game long enough to be able to understand what our suckers and what our sheep are able to listen to and like kind of go, Oh, yeah, okay, sounds good. Yeah, we'll take that on board. They get that. They get that. They understand their audience. They don't have a target audience. The human race below them are the audience. The 99%ers are the true audience. They don't have the target audience stuff anymore. Do you know why they put these ideas into the marketing areas and stuff like that for elites to not sh- make sure that they can never get they get catched up to, right? The target audience minimizes the audience. Minimization can be a good thing. Minimization can sometimes be a bad thing. If you minimize your audience and you know, people keep telling you, find a target audience, find a target audience, find a target audience. Do you know what happens when you find that target audience? You're limited. You're limited because there's only so many people within that audience. The elites understand and and make sure that the accessibility of their projects and their products are not just this target audience. It's something that can be universally used by people across the planet. And that's how they make their money. How do you think Bezos has been able to do this shit? How do you think Elon Musk has been able to pull this thing off? Because they don't have limitations to their audience. They just pull the trigger on projects and suckers just love it. Why? Because they want to be like Bezos and they want to make sure that they get these products bang on board, right? And that's what Zuckerberg's doing with this metaverse. And everyone is loving it and they're on board with it. But you know what happens when we're loving it and everyone's on board with it? Is that we're turning into Wallys now. Because our reality is going to be, our virtual reality is going to become more important than our actual human reality. That's scary to think about. That's not a good thing. Because you know what happens? We become sedentary. Because all we're doing is going to be on freaking NFTs. We're going to be on Fortnite. We're going to be on these NFT games. We're going to be making sure that our cryptocurrency is up to par. Because cryptocurrency is going to be the new currency. And that's why I'm invested into it. And I understand why people are still kind of pulling away at it. But you need to make sure this is the future. You need to catch up with the game. Sometimes that's what it is with investments as well. You need to catch up with the future. You need to, you know, fuck the other shit off, which is the idea of, oh, you know, no, 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 this isn't what I want to invest into. No, no, no. You got to take the emotion out of investment and make sure you get the best product or you make sure you invest into the best thing possible. That's going to allow for purpose in this future world. Purpose. And that's important as well, is to find that purpose. Okay, so this whole metaverse thing is is starting to build up, right? Everyone, the, the, the advertisement's coming from Facebook. Facebook is going to become uh, uh, the, uh, the metaverse, right? And that's the, that's the critique that I have. And that's something that people need to remember as well, is that this metaverse is going to become our new reality and we're going to turn into the, the people in Wally, right? People don't even see that. People say, wow, wow, internet stuff. How cool is that, right? How cool is that? Now, if you've looked at NFTs, these bad boys are not cheap. They are pretty pricey, these NFTs. 
especially if you get some of the more valuable ones, which is like, for example, like this one called Bored Apes, right? It's just an it's just an ape. It's just an ape on a photo. On a photo. But some of these bad boys are worth about 3.2 Ethereum. Do you know how much 3.2 Ethereum is? That's about $14,200.90. That's a lot of money for just an ape photo that's got a bit of slime on it and the design is a little bit more unique every single time. So it's a one-on-one and that's it. It's a one-on-one because the variant is always different every single time. So it provides some rarity in what you're grabbing and collecting. If somebody likes that, they can grab that and make sure that they auction off some Ethereum for you. Now, the issue I have with the Ethereum thing with NFTs is that the gas and the transaction time is slow so that's why something like cardano needs to come into place with um, um nfts so that would be interesting and i really hope that you know cardano can really step up their game and make sure that they master the nft game as well because i really want to see nf like cardano you know solana and even like terra luna and avalanche really start to put their foot into the nft game but that's not some of their utility and i think people need to also remember that and i need to remember that is that utilization also and what their purpose is in the grand scheme of things right like xrp we can't use xrp right because xrp is worried about the banks and stuff like that it's going to become the new according to some people it's going to become the new financial system and stuff like that blah, blah 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 but that's a conversation for another time anyway getting back into this this leads us into the idea of artificial intelligence do you know what wally had they had artificial intelligence as well you got to remember the correlation's too real it's too real here metaverse wally if you look back at that film you'll be scared as shit because the resemblance is absolutely insane to wally the resemblance is terrifying right artificial intelligence decided to take over the captaining and the crew and stuff like that you remember that in wally the obese individual was kind of sitting down he was kind of rocking the crew but you got to remember that artificial intelligence the low-key mvp of that uh, whole boat he was the one that was sailing the ship not the captain the captain was just vibing having his cup of coffee every single time right but that's what i'm saying the artificial intelligence is going to become the new thing it's going to become the new legit uh you know takeover it's going to become the thing that starts to pull us into uh, our places right now so instead of you know freaking mcdonald's becoming the individuals that start to cook right it's going to be the artificial intelligence that's going to be giving you your big max <laughs> think about that for a second right that's some mind-boggling stuff to think about now that's now people may say whoa it's not that deep you know it's it's terrifying no this is what happens when you don't take it seriously, right? You don't think about these type of things. You kind of think it and pull it off as just some sort of conspiracy theory or blah, 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 you know? That's an easy cop-out for most people, right? Oh, it's just a conspiracy theory. It's, a, it's not that deep, you know? You just start reading into it too much. No, but this is what happens when conspiracy... Not Well, this isn't even a conspiracy theory. This may be actually directly right in front of us. And I think people may be... Uh, people actually starting to ignore it. That's the scary thing about it. Is that it's right in front of our grills, right in front of our eyes, and we're just fools and sheep to this whole entire thing and just fob it off like it's nothing. It's nothing. And that's scary, and that's not something that we want to do either. So you gotta make sure that when you do this, <clears throat> you need to open up your eyes to other perceptions as well. Because I was a sucker to this at first, right? And I was I was like, wow wow, this could be something. This could be something really, really cool. This could be something really, really special. But now looking back on it, I'm just like, damn. Okay, this could be le- this could be legit terrifying stuff right here. And it may be something to pull back on 
and think, damn, maybe I need to really put this out there or maybe people need to listen to a different or a different message or a different counterpoint to it, right? Because you got to remember, they're going to keep promoting it. They're going to keep promoting it. They're going to keep promoting it. They're going to keep pushing, 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 pushing for this, right? That's not a good thing, right? And sometimes people are suckers to this thing. Even when they have that negative reception, right, towards it, at first, their mind changes after a while because there's a constant push of this new advertisement, of this new thing. And that's what the elites want you to do. Never, never, never trust the elites sometimes. The elites can sometimes eat you alive and they know how to do it and they know how to promote and they know how to make sure that you're suckers for the product as well. People want always want to demonize the elites, but do you know what happens as well? We fall into that as well by consumes and materials. Yeah. Yeah, we're suckers of that as well. And I think people tend to always forget that about us as human beings as well. We're hypocrites, and that's okay. We're, we're aware of that. I'm a hypocrite. Everyone's a hypocrite on planet Earth, right? <coughs> because right there, excuse me, I still got a little bit of a dry throat kind of going. Anyway, anyway, that's that's the point that I wanted to kind of bring out. I wanted to really say right here. Okay, I'm gonna make I'm gonna cut it right here because it's gonna be a little bit of a shorter episode. All I wanted to say right here, right now, is just don't fall for this metaverse stuff, right? I was intrigued by it at first. I was interested in by it at first, but now, right now, uh, I'm, 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 I'm kind of, I'm kind of concerned about it. It's a concerning factor that I need to take into play. All right. Okay, so I'm going to do the good old cliche podcaster stuff. Now, if you want to make sure that you follow me, please follow me on Spotify. I will be putting this back up on Apple account, Apple podcast as well soon. Uh, the microphone's a little bit dodgy at the moment. I'm not too sure what's going on. I need to go get this fixed. Um, it's kind of just like bopping up and down and stuff like that. Maybe I'm a little bit too close. I'm not too sure, right? But yeah, make sure you, you give a comment. Make sure you you know give a good old um, feedback of some point. Uh, that'd be fantastic if you could. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, so it's really exciting stuff. I really do appreciate it. Um, and I'll, uh, talk to you guys soon. All right. Peace.